Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I have the privilege to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode, number 327, I have the honor of inviting a new friend onto the show, Darina Lazo Gilmore Young. This is the core value here that learning about cultures is actually an invitation for us to learn more about God's glory and how he has made each one of us into his image bearers. And actually we can't understand God unless we're willing to listen to stories of people from different backgrounds. So we we say like breaking barriers by breaking bread at home, by eating the foods of the different cultures. And if you have the opportunity whether it's on Zoom or in person or, you know, in a backyard where it could be an invitation to have others, you know, share their stories, then that's even sort of the next level of Global Glory Chasers. Darina is an author and a speaker, and she's passionate about helping other people discover God's glory in unexpected places. And that wisdom comes from pain in her own story. She has three daughters with her first husband who has since passed away and now she's happily remarried to Sean and their family of five like a lot of families experienced the disappointment of long-awaited travel plans being delayed and then canceled and so Darina took this glory chaser concept and decided to dive into the food and the culture of the place they were planning to travel to and she is now thankfully created a whole curriculum for other families to join them and be global glory chasers, learning about food and cultures from communities around the globe. And I'm excited to share Darina with you. Let's get right to it. Here we go. Hey, Darina, welcome to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Heather. I'm so excited to just share today and I love your podcast. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, we were just talking your name is Darina Lazo Gilmore Young. And I would love for you to tell the listener a little bit more about your story and your name. Thank you. Well, I know it feels a little complicated sometimes to have three last <laughs> names, but it is so much part of my story. And so that's why, especially this year, I'm embracing it. Mm-hmm. Um, my first name actually is Italian and my parents named me after their ballroom dancing teacher who was Italian. And my mom's side of the family is predominantly Italian. So that was just something special to them. My maiden name is Lazo. And so I I kept that name as I got married and my dad's family is Filipino as well as Chinese and Polynesian. And so the Lazo Filipino name is also really important because I've written children's books about Filipino American heritage. And so it's like, I want people to know that that's still such a part of me. And then Gilmore Young is actually the last names of both of my husbands. I have kind of an interesting story, but my first husband was Eric Lee Gilmore and he died of cancer seven years ago. And then five years ago, I got remarried to Sean Young. And so having Gilmore Young is also really important to me because it just speaks of God's redemption in my life and how he used these two men to just walk with me through all the things. Well, I know there is so much to your story. And I hope that any 
woman listening um, who has walked through something similar would know right off the bat that she could connect with you, that you've written about your story and that um, you could be an encouragement to her and her journey that you would walk alongside her in that. And um, your first husband and you have three beautiful girls that are now, how old are they? Yes, I'm a girl mama. So my youngest <laughs> is nine and my middle daughter's 12 and my oldest is 14. Okay. Okay. And so they're part of why you're with us today because <laughs> like most families, the last year has been, I mean, we don't even know what to say. Just a wild <laughs> ride of unexpected sure. twists and turns and flexibility. And tell us a part of your story and where you decided to get creative. Like, why did you even have to get creative and kind of parenting these girls and experiences that you were offering them? Yeah, I am sure that there are mamas out there that definitely can relate three girls. And in March of 2020, actually, that was, I think the last day of school that they had. And I had heard some of the news and seeing things kind of coming down the pipeline. And I just remember I was like, okay, I think school's going to shut down this week. And so I remember picking them up from school. I had even prepped them that morning, like get everything from your lockers. We don't know what's going to happen, but I just have a feeling that we might not be going back. And I remember driving to Trader Joe's because I needed (laughs) to make sure that we had some food in our refrigerator (laughs) before all the madness. And yeah, really then we launched into what many people have experienced, which was being sheltering at home. Our school went online for that semester. And I had to really shift because both of my husband and I were working full time. I am a writer and speaker. And so trying to figure out, okay, well, how do I parent and be what I'll call a learning facilitator, not a teacher (laughs) (laughs) to kind of help my kids through their online classes. And then at the same time, continue, you know, doing the good work that God had given me for that year. So juggling so much. And I have so much compassion for mamas who in this last year have had to do all kinds of crazy things to recalibrate and to mom their people. Yeah, (laughs) And I mean, we already wear a lot of hats, right? So, so this year was just the next level in regards to that. Um, but in terms of creativity, what we're here to talk about today is something kind of fun that grew out of the, I guess, scarcity and crazy situation of the pandemic. And that's just that my family has started something called Global Glory Chasers. And I'm going to give you a little bit of the backstory because I think some moms will appreciate this. So we in 2020 had planned several trips. We had been saving our money over the years and we were so excited about a trip to Europe with our girls. Uh, We were planning to go to Germany to visit some missionary friends and then spend some time in Paris. My oldest daughter love, love, loves to travel and plan. So she had really helped plan a lot of that trip. We had the Pinterest boards. We had all the things. We were so excited. And, you know, in March, for sure, we were like, oh, well, by the time we go in May, of course, the world will be open. <laughs> but no. <laughs> and then we rescheduled. We we had to, you know, forfeit those tickets and, and get refunds. But we rescheduled and we tried to do a trip to Hawaii and that got canceled. 
And we finally booked a trip to Hawaii, which my dad's family is from Hawaii. So that kind of felt like safer and a little closer to home. And we booked our trip for December and we thought, oh, for sure we could travel in December (laughs) for Mm -hmm. sure. It'll Mm -hmm. be over by then. But, um, here in central California, where I live, we had a surge of new cases of COVID during that season. And our governor had really recommended that people stay home over the winter break. My kids had three weeks (laughs) that we were like, okay, we're staying home. We're not hanging out with our cousins or our people. We're not going to Hawaii. And honestly, as a mom, I was overwhelmed and sad. I had some tears over that. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to all of that, that grief, that loss. You're like, finally, maybe something exciting and to end the year and it's gone. And not only that, but you're like all out of ideas because you're, you have done all of the puzzles and watched all of the movies. But you had one more idea. You had another idea. So what did y'all come up with? So this is a crazy thing. So I remember it was like the day before we were supposed to leave for Hawaii. And my sweet husband, he turned to me and he said, honey, like he knew I was so sad. And he was like, honey, why don't we bring Hawaii to the kids? And it was so funny because he was like, let's have a luau. (laughs) So he's like, let's order some Hawaiian barbecue and let's, let's watch Moana and let's just like have fun. Maybe we can get out some of our Hawaiian clothes and our lays and have your parents over. Cause they were supposed to come with me. And it was, yeah, just this little seed of an idea that he planted. He, he didn't want it. You know, he wasn't necessarily saying it needed to be anything elaborate. Well, no, I told like my flamethrowers or anything, like, <laughs> right? No dancers. Did you have dancers? Right. <laughs> we did have dancers, but okay. we were the dancers. <laughs> <laughs> So just a little context. Also, my mom is a retired teacher and she taught cultures of the world, social studies for years. And she actually was also a folk dance teacher. So she knows a lot of different dances from around the world. So, you know, I have kind of a little bit of that education background. I'm a children's book writer, so I have a passion for literature. Anyway, long story short, my husband planted the seed of an idea. I shared it with the people. And of course, my kids were like, oh, mom, that sounds so fun. Let's, you know, of course, go to the next level. What if we went to a different country every day for our break? And just like that was our travel. And my oldest, she started her little Pinterest board. My mom started gathering some resources. And, you know, normally that's not what I would have done with my Christmas break. I would not have that kind of energy, but we needed something to do. And so we launched into doing this just for our family, just private. I mean, I was sharing some of the pictures on social media because I thought it would be fun. And then long story short is what happened. So many people were interested in what we were doing and like, Oh, do you have recipes? Like, you know, what movies did you guys watch? And they were so many comments on my Instagram about this little family adventure that we were going on. So that's where we started thinking about, well, what would happen if we actually shared this with other families and curated an experience so they wouldn't have to go through all the work that I did, but they actually would be able to travel the world from the comfort of home just like we had. So great. I love it so much. And I think heading into the summer, while some people may be taking a local trip, I don't know of many people traveling internationally. And so one, it's just like a way to get a taste of that. And two, you are working with my friend Lucretia's ministry, Brownicity. 
And so I'd love to talk a little bit about how this goes beyond just a fun activity. Yeah. And that's part of the the story that I love, because like we said, this is just kind of like this fun family thing that we did. And then we went on this journey that I never imagined, which is to actually share it publicly. So I write for a website called Encourage by Dayspring and Dr. Lucretia Berry is also a writer. So she's my writing sister. And I just happened to send her a message because I I knew that we wanted to do some kind of like a membership program or something where we could share this with people. And she has experience because she has just launched Brownicity in the last few years. So I just was kind of calling her up for advice. Like, how did you do this? Is there a special program that you would suggest or people that I should follow to get some information about how to launch our little business. And we had a great talk. She's so generous with her resources. And honestly, in my heart, as I hung up from that Voxer message, I was thinking, wouldn't it be so cool if we could collaborate? Mm -hmm. But I also felt kind of humble to ask her because she has built something that is so beautiful. And so many people who have gone through her history and anti-racism courses, and even she's built a kid's site that's for families called Be Kids. So I just had that little thought, that glimmer in my heart. And then I got a message from her two days later. And she said, Darina, I can't stop thinking about this thing that you have you know, are talking about. And I wondered if you would be interested in collaborating with me. We could house it on the Brownicity site. We already have all the technology and the backend stuff set up. And I think it just goes so beautifully with our mission for Brownicity and just educating people, inviting them into learning and especially about different cultures. So of course I wanted to like drop my phone because I couldn't (laughs) believe that. I, I mean, I had not even voiced that except to my husband. And God just worked up all those connections. So we are working in partnership with Lucretia and we love what she is doing. Actually, my kids have taken her anti-racism course, What Lies Between Us. And so we just feel like we're continuing the mission that she started by doing Global Glory Chasers, which is our membership that is launching this month. It's so great. So if someone is logging on and they're trying it out, like what kind of things would a mom get because I feel like the moms who listen to this show want to do an amazing job. They want to expose their kids to a lot of things, but they also know their limitations and they have maybe three, four young kids. And they're like, I want to do that, but it's hard for me to put it all together. So they would appreciate that you've done that work, but what would she get in that membership? Yeah, great question. So really what we have done as a family is brought together these resources because we want you, this isn't like a class or a course where you have to check off assignments or anything like that. We want you to have this curated experience and then you can pick and choose what works for your family. You can do it once a week or once a month, however it works. Cause we know, you know, mamas are busy and overwhelmed. We don't want them to feel like they have all this pressure that they have to do something every day, but basically with the membership, what happens then you get access for that month to all of our country resources. So for example, the month of May is the Philippines. And we, we picked that partly because it's our heritage, but also because it's Asian American Pacific Islander heritage month. And so you'll get an email and you get to enter into the Brownicity community and specifically the, the global glory chasers. It includes a video, which is 
made by our family of us doing this. So giving some instruction. In fact, my older two daughters, my 12 and 14 year old are taking a video class at school. So they actually did all the filming and the editing. We're not here to be like a professional travel (laughs) service. We want people to see like, this is our real family. This is us doing this at home, you know, with limited amount of money and resources and that kind of stuff. So they'll get a video and then they'll get a book list from me. So books from different places that represent that culture, especially for different ages of kids. Like I said, I'm a picture book writer, but I included like chapter books and middle grade books that people could read with their kids. And then a list of resources that's like movies or music from that country or learn to do this dance or watch this dance if that's easier for your family. And then the final piece is recipes. We love to cook. So we're including three recipes from each country. And, you know, again, you could choose to do all those. You could try one of them in the month. You could order Filipino food from a local restaurant and support a local business and then maybe make one of the recipes. So those are the things that are offered. And then we do have that community. So you can engage by asking us questions or even interacting with the other people who are also traveling to the Philippines during the month of May. Super cool. What other countries do you have on the horizon? Well, we actually have 12 that are coming up. Um, so it, it could be like a full year membership. And for June, we are going to Italy. And for July, we're going to go to India. So I'll give you those couple wins. I'm, I'm not yeah. going to say all 12 of no, them. No, no, that's great. No, <laughs> just I mean, hints. I was just with girlfriends the other night and we're like, oh, I cannot wait to go to Italy. I mean, I've, I've never been, but all of a sudden I like cannot stand it. I have, I want to get on an airplane. I want to go. And so, yes, a little bit of taste of that. And then of course, India is close to our hearts right now as they're walking through just so uh, the travesty of how COVID is hitting that country. And so I, I think all of this is just a fantastic way to expose our kids to different cultures. Um, We've always loved to have international students who happen to be in the United States. We love having them come to our home, eat dinner with us. And then oftentimes they'll cook something from their culture and bring it and share with us. And it's just been this really cool way for our kids to get to know people from all over the world without having to leave the United States. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great idea. And that, you know, that kind of reminds me too that, I recognize that listeners are all over the country and the world and there's different situations, but our hope with this too, is that even as things start to open up and communities begin to gather, that there would be that opportunity maybe to invite an international student or a neighbor or a friend from church who is from that cultural background for kids to ask about their stories, you know, maybe interview them or invite them to share some food. This is the core value here that learning about cultures is actually an invitation for us to learn more about God's glory and how he has made each one of us into his image bearers. And actually we can't understand God unless we're willing to listen to stories of people from different backgrounds. So we, we say like breaking barriers by breaking bread at mm-hmm. home, by eating the foods of the different cultures. And if you have the opportunity, whether it's on zoom or in person or, you know, in a backyard where it could be an invitation to have others, you know, share their stories, then that's even sort of the next level of global glory chasers. 
When I was thinking, you know, how you said one of your trips was going to be to Germany to visit missionaries, if I'm guessing if the listener is a part of a church that has a mission board, or I know in, at our church, we have missionaries all over the world, and I'm sure the church would love to connect you with that missionary to Zoom a conversation and that they would share a little bit about what life looks like where they are. That could be another option too in the midst of oh, all this. That's a great idea. Yes. I think that would be, you know, just again, making it a richer experience, but also manageable for, for what your family can do. And those personal connections are so important. And I'm doing some bonus things throughout the months too, where it's like, I'm going to be doing some interviews on my Instagram and some workshops. So it is an invitation for people to meet you know, like you said, maybe missionaries in other places or educators who can share their stories from those cultures. And like we've said, this is not, oh, you're an amazing mom if you do this. This is more <laughs> me wanting to connect you with a resource so that your summer, your year doesn't seem like this endless, I don't know, I feel like some of us moms are reserves are depleted, <laughs> like our, our sure. creativity is depleted, but we do want to make these memories. I know we want to do these things, but it is, we're just tired. We're so tired and we've got this summer looming before us and we're like, okay, what are we going to do? And, um, I don't know. I just want to, yeah, I just want to invite moms who listen to the show into this, this global glory chasers and that phrase, global glory chasers, I know is for this membership, but that even before this idea came about, the phrase glory chaser was a part of your story. And so tell the person listening, connect them a little bit more with what's happened in your life and what God's been teaching you. Mm, thank you for asking that. Yeah. Glory chasers is definitely kind of a theme in my life and mm -hmm. it does go back into part of my grief journey, um, in 2014, when my husband was diagnosed with stage four melanoma cancer, we actually were missionaries and we were directors of a nonprofit organization in Haiti. And that year I always choose like a word theme of the year. And that year I had chosen this word glory in January, just knew that God had put it on my heart and it was everywhere in scripture. It was in, you know, songs and movies. And so I started following this word glory, never imagining what that war, that, that year would include, which, you know, my husband was diagnosed in May and we had to cancel all of our summer trips to Haiti and our teams that we were going to be hosting. And then he actually went to heaven in September of that year. And so that year I was following this word glory I was learning to chase after it because I was in the midst of the hardest season of my life. I was watching my husband's body literally deteriorate before my eyes. And I was trying to find God in the midst of that. And my kids at that time were ages two, five, and eight. So I was trying to mom mm -hmm. and run a nonprofit and care for him. And, you know, God showed me his glory in so many small ways that year, whether it was through a sunset or the giggling of my two-year-old or, you know, a friend from church who was bringing a meal to us. 
so many ways that God showed me his glory. And so that's where this, this phrase glory chasers actually came out of a sermon that I heard um, from a good friend of ours who's a pastor out in Maryland. And then from that in 2015, I actually wrote a Bible study called glory chasers, just really using my own story and narrative to bring people through their own journey of chasing after God's glory through difficult circumstances. Um, so that was published the following year. And it's really something that I've been continuing to share in a message, you know, whether it's through women's conferences or events or in the classroom in different ways. Um, I just believe that God wants us to experience his glory. And even through difficult times, I mean, even through 2020, there have been so many ways that we can see that he has shown up for us and invited us into that experience. So for someone listening who is walking through something really hard and they can't even imagine like the word glory, they're like, what does that even mean? Like that feels shiny and I don't feel shiny. I feel like a funk. I feel just dark. And so that feels really foreign. What would, like you mentioned a couple examples, but break down the word glory for us a little bit. Yeah. You know, that's exactly what my own journey in 2014 and then what the Bible study is about. And, you know, glory is really the essence of who God is. And so it's his character. It's his personality. It's the way that he reveals himself to us. And then we also, as believers, as Christ followers, if that is your faith, we have the opportunity then to be glory storytellers, we get to reflect his glory to other people. And so in some ways that is, you know, feels theological and philosophical and kind of high-minded, but in a very practical way for me, the way that that played out was learning to take notice of the really small things in my life and to recognize God in the midst of them. So I'll give you a couple of examples that year, obviously after my husband went to heaven so hard, I was working, I was raising my girls. I actually stepped away from our nonprofit because I knew that I needed space for grief and to just care for my family. And, you know, I had to do some of those mundane things like doing the dishes. I loathe dishes (laughs) and my sweet husband, like that was part of our thing. When we got married, he was like, well, I want to marry a gourmet cook and I'll do the dishes, you know? (laughs) So Mm. I was the cook. And so every time I had to do dishes, it was this horrible reminder to me that he was gone and that I was alone. And I had to do this everyday task that I hated. But what happened in this kind of chase for God's glory is I remember like praying in my kitchen with like stinky dishes that needed to be done days ago and saying, Lord, I need you to transform this for me. I need you to show me your glory in the midst of this like thing that I don't want to do. That's full of grief for me. And I remember that I just had this idea, like I'm going to turn on my worship music. I had some playlists that I had built And so I pressed Spotify and I started doing the dishes and literally that task began to transform for me. And Mm -hmm. I have to do that task every day, right? Right. So every time I would come to the sink to do those dishes, it would become this time of worship. It would be this metaphorical time of just cleansing and remembering that God was present with me, even in the grief. And I actually grew to enjoy doing the dishes. (laughs) Like I looked forward to it because it was something where God had shown me his glory in the midst of it. So that's just an example of like anything that is hard in our life. 
that God can actually transform and show himself in the midst of it. I love that. It's really an invitation of instead of the wallowing and it's like, okay, I can't see it, but can you bring something to mind? Can you transform it? So I, I love that example and that any mom right now, if I'm sure something came to mind for her that she loathes and how can God show up in it and transform it for her? It's really, really helpful. Okay. Before we have to go, I'm curious as you guys went through kind of this journey in December, what kind of glory things did God bring to mind when you were experiencing these different cultures? That's a great question. You know what? I mean, it's real life over here. So (laughs) my kids were like, you know, sometimes loving it and sometimes bickering and, you know, trying to, (laughs) trying to fight over like what books we should read or who's going to be in charge in the kitchen. So that's, that's real. And I'm sure that that's a thing that moms will experience, but I think there was also just a sweet time of our family drawing close and exploring together. Um, just seeing my kids, you know, learning a little bit more about our cultural heritage, but then also other cultures of the world. Like one of the countries that we ventured into is Ethiopia. And we have some different friends who have adopted kids from Ethiopia. And so those connections that my kids were making, you know, even to their friends who are originally from those countries. Um, And even I was thinking about some of the history, my oldest daughter loves history. And so I tasked her with the job for um, our videos where she shares a little, just a a hint of history about that culture. And so I see God's glory, even just in that exploration where she was learning about, okay, well, how did Filipino Americans come to the U S and what are some of the hardships maybe that they endured and how does that connect to Italian American immigrants or people who are coming from say Korea or from China or other places. So I think, you know, even that is just a glimpse of how God designed us and how we need each other in community. And the more that we learn about each other's histories and stories, then there is that natural connection that can be made. So cool. I love it. And I can't wait to watch the videos with your daughters because I'm at all boy house over here. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll take whatever I can get. Um, yeah, they're but, probably not making Pinterest boards, right? <laughs> no, not so much. No, not so much. But I, I love that your girls are and um, that there are girls out there doing these amazing things is just really encouraging as um, hopefully I'll have daughter-in-laws someday. So (laughs) always happy to hear the stories, but I'm so grateful to have you on here to connect listeners with you. Um, I know I'll put a link to your website, uh, darinagilmore.com and all of your places that they can connect with you and to the global glory chasers membership site. And if y'all haven't listened to my interview with Dr. Lucretia Berry and Brownicity, if that kind of piqued your interest, um, we'll link to that as well. But thank you, Darina, so much for being with me today. It was a pleasure to get to know you a little bit more and hear more of your story and just really thankful for you and the work that you're doing to help us all see God in the everyday. Thanks, Heather. Thanks for chasing some glory with me. Oh, honored. 
I realized I didn't ask Darina where we could find her online. You can find her at darinagilmore.com. We've put all the links in the show notes to the Global Glory Chasers course, which is over at Brownicity. And she also, if you go to her website, you can scroll down and see a link to the Global Glory Chasers. I just, I love this concept. Um, My family was very into studying other cultures. My husband, he did international mission trips. His dad was a a doctor and he's experienced a variety of the world. And I think it's only made him a more compassionate, empathetic, grounded person. And so I love this concept. It's a great way to get started with your kids, especially, you know, traveling around the world is expensive. So great option Um, and kind of shake things up, you know, I mean- been a lot we spent a lot of time at home for a long time so summer could be a little daunting all right i'm going to pray over us and this journey and lord i thank you for darina i thank you for her family i thank you for their creativity their heart's desire i thank you for all you've done in darina to heal the pain of loss i know there are other women out there who have experienced the loss of a spouse and just incredible sadness, grief, and overwhelm. I pray that connecting with Darina in that specific way would be an encouragement to them. And I know that you are present in those moments and that we can choose worship even in the hardest times. I also thank you that you made the world so uniquely and all the people in it and that we each represent a part of who you are and made in your image. And so I pray that we would be curious, that we would learn more about how others do things, the foods that they eat, the way that they live, the way that others interact with one another, that we could be curious to learn and to show our kids just your creativity. God, I thank you and praise you. I pray over summers. I pray for moms who are weary, that you would give them their your fresh strength each day to see what matters and see what doesn't. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Uh, Thanks, y'all, for joining me this week. I will meet you back here next week. My guests are Mary Flo and Megan Michelson. They are back on the show talking about the birds and the bees. You don't want to miss it. It's so great. As far as other details regarding your summer, you if you want to do a podcast club over the summer, like a little six-week thing, we do have the Summer of Mentorship coming up. It'll start June 21st, and that'll just lead us right into um, the fall. And you know what happens in the fall? Don't Mom Alone Book releases. If you want to pre-order it now, I found out that at bakerbookhouse.com, bakerbookhouse.com, if you search Heather McFadden, you'll find the Don't Mom Alone Book right now it's $10.19 and it's free shipping. It's cheaper than on Amazon. It's 40% off. So you don't pay until it releases on October 12th, but I just found that out. So I thought I'd pass that along. Thanks y'all for being awesome. Thanks for sharing the show with your friends and I'll see you here next week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us. Moms, that's superpower. 
So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.